What's up everybody? This is Brian Briggs and this is going to be my new podcast. Um, I do a lot of thinking while I walk my dog so I figure my uh, best time to do some kind of talking show like this would be while I'm walking my dog. So I'm going to call it walking the dog with Brian Briggs. It's also like another term for like a technique in tattoos whenever you um, have the shading needle in the skin and it's creating this like bogging sound. Um, it's a technique that some tattooers refer to as walking the dog. So I thought that was pretty clever, kind of like the blast over with Brian Briggs' idea too. Um, this podcast is going to be about uh, like basically anything to do with tattoos or my life or whatever I'm thinking at the time. So sometimes hopefully I'll be able to get some other people in for like a conversation and um, he'll be able to be like a fly on the wall. Uh, Sometimes maybe I can get um, influential artists or maybe I'll just do some Q&As from some clients or something like that. I've done it before so um, that sounds like a good idea too. So besides that, I'm just going to tell a little bit about myself and then maybe I'll give you like a reason to give a shit about uh, what you're listening to. Basically, I was born in California, in Southern California, and by the time I was two years old, we had moved to Riverbank and eventually Ceres, Modesto area. Central Valley is like a area mainly known for like agriculture like the biggest business out there is uh, the gallo wine company um and i've tattooed like their personal armed security guard before which is pretty cool and he told me stories about them and stuff so um, that's probably like the cool the biggest business you can get involved with out there other than that it's famous for like the birthplace of uh, george lucas the creator of star wars and uh, he wrote a movie called American Graffiti that is about um, his time growing up in Modesto and uh, it's like Harrison Ford's first movie so it's kind of like about like the area I grew up in but like way before I grew up there and it's funny because there's still like remnants of like that same uh, culture or whatever every summer they have an event called Graffiti Summer where everybody brings out the 1950s cars and they cruise down the McHenry Avenue. It's like our main boulevard. Um, and I used to work at a tattoo shop right there on McHenry. And they would do like a uh, little like barbecue and stuff like that. It's pretty cool, you know. Um, my first shop ever working out there was called Mexicans from Hell. And they didn't even call me Brian, they called me White Mike. <laughs> I was the only white guy that worked there. So I was a little different. I started out with a lot of. Uh, black and gray, like religious theme, Hispanic culture type of tattoos. And uh, I didn't really start messing with color for a while. Um, early on, you know, like a lot of people uh, take advantage of uh, the fact that you're like young and unknown and they try to like hate on you and stuff like that in that area. So. I got a lot of backlash being young and uh, just starting to tattoo without a lot of knowledge and stuff like that. So, um, 
but I was naive. I didn't really know anything about the industry or anything. The people were right. Uh, I needed to have more respect for the industry. So I found another spot that I could uh, uh, grow a little more at. And uh, I met them at a convention that we went to. Um, I went to a convention with MFH and uh, ran into another shop, Ink Theater. And uh, these guys won some awards at the show and stuff for like best in show, best small color piece. Um, I was kind of hanging out with them. Uh, used to smoke cigarettes back then, so I met them in the smoke pit. Seems to be like where you meet like the cool people, you know. So I got a opportunity to move like uh, near their shop, and we moved near their shop, and uh, it was harder for me to get to the other shop I was originally at than it was for me to just cross the street and go over to these guys' shop. Um, they didn't need an artist though, so I just kind of like bothered them and showed up every day until they uh, liked me enough to um, give me a chance or whatever. But uh, I was just tattooing out of my house a little bit, learning what I could from these guys. And uh, they finally let me do an audition piece at their shop, and I did it on uh, my girlfriend Bethany at the time. She was my girlfriend, and... Uh, yeah, now she's my fiance. Now we have a one and a half year old together. Um, anyways, we did a little rose on her that I had drawn uh, from some computer reference, and then uh, they liked it enough to where I uh, got a spot there. It was pretty cool. And then that shop, unfortunately, didn't last very long. Like there was too many cooks in the kitchens, too many leaders of the tribe the same time so uh, you know when it's like that uh, it's kind of like ropes getting tugged in two ways at the same time so uh, you can have some problems anyways the shop didn't last and uh, everyone went their separate ways uh, I think three shops sprouted up out of that one shop I think that happens a lot that's why that area is so saturated with shops. There's 52 tattoo shops just in that county um, <clears throat> when I left. So, I mean, it could be more now. Um, it's interesting because the same way that I got into that shop is how I got into the next shop, which was the most important shop that I got into, Wayne Allen's Red Dragon Tattoos. Uh, Red Dragon was like... Everybody in the tattoo industry in that area kind of knew them as like a party shop for some reason. Uh, when I got there, I mean, they smoke weed, sure, but uh, maybe, you know, in and amongst themselves they drink, but then they were having like parties with like a bunch of people and coming in and out of there. There wasn't like um, hard drugs being used, you know, uh, nothing was being sold, you know, so. It wasn't the kind of shop I expected to walk into from all the rumors or whatever. But I was just looking for somewhere to work and it happened to be like the first place that I had ever gotten a tattoo when I was 18. Um, but I just didn't, I wasn't sure about the shop because of the certain things that have been said about their reputation like that. And when I got there, 
of course, you know, like certain artists have those reputations, they're drug addicts and, or they have problems with, you know, addiction and stuff like that. And then all of a, you know, like all of a sudden, like that whole shop has that reputation. So even if you get rid of that bad person or that person with a problem or something like that, that person that burnt all kinds of people, you know, it's still on your shop's reputation years later. So I learned a lot of lessons working at other shops like that. Um, and that's why I, I'm still working by myself at my shop, which is, I guess, where this leads me to, because uh, the Red Dragon, I guess I'll talk a little bit more about Red Dragon. When I first got there, um, they didn't really need me either, you know? No place that I've really gone into an apprenticeship that needed me. Um, but I made myself useful, so uh, then you get to the point where they don't know what to do without you, you know? If you just uh, are the one that's that's uh, handling shit, so... Um, I still had a lot to learn when I got into Red Dragon, so Crystal made me stop tattooing, and uh, I just swept and mopped and cleaned their tubes and... You know, set them up, break them down, take the trash out, clean up the bum messes outside. Or... Fire someone if I have to. Uh, fucking beat a bum up. Sorry, I'm still walking my dog, so there's other stuff going on too while I'm walking. Anyways, you know, you get all the shit jobs when you're an apprentice, basically. Um, but, you know, that didn't last forever, because they, they started to see my value, I think, and, um, she allowed me to make more, uh, money, make more moves and stuff, and kind of brand myself a little better, but, uh, I was going through a lot of personal issues in the area, um, uh, I just kind of got tired of Modesto in, in general, it's kind of like poisonous sometimes it can be, to be honest, you know, there's like just a lot of problems there, and it's just like everywhere you go, there's like violence and homelessness and hunger, crime, and, you know, like, especially like addiction is a huge problem in that area, and uh, because of that, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of uh, other problems that that uh, come out of addiction, you know, like uh, people being like thieves or like, uh, I don't know, just all kinds of stuff like that. It's definitely like a big part of it though, like every shop I had been at has been um, like robbed or stolen from in one way or another in California. And uh, anyways, I had a chance to move to Michigan and just kind of like try something new. Um, I figured, worst case scenario, we could always move back to Modesto. So, uh, I had a friend that lived in Mount Pleasant, and, uh, she told me, like, it would probably be a really good idea to come out here because, uh, there's, like, not a lot of tattoo artists and stuff. So, um, I looked in the demographic a lot, and I looked around at how many shops there were here, seen that... Um, there wasn't a lot of options for people, so, um, decided, you know, come here and I tried my thing out, and I got here and I worked at a local shop for a little while, 
Uh, the first thing I got to is like an older shop. People have been here, like the people that own it have been here for like a while, like 25 years and stuff. So I uh, kind of seen how like the standard is set around here. And then uh, it was cool because it was a big eye opener. It was like a, uh, it was like, wow, like it's a lot of opportunity here. Looking at only three competitors in town. Um, I didn't end up getting along with the guys at the shop was the biggest thing that didn't work out. Uh, and I'm glad, though, that it didn't work out because at the time I was a little upset because it was like the best money I had ever made in my career. And then I lost it because of an argument with one of the other guys that worked there for a long time already. Um, and then, you know, they told him to fire me. So, uh, so... I was kind of like, uh-oh, I'm out here in the middle of somewhere I've never even been. And I have, uh, you know, I'm 2,500 miles away from my home and all my clients. How do I survive now without a shop? So I look, I'm looking into other shops. No one has room. One guy had a spot. Uh, but it was like a, it was like a little shop, kind of like no, no walk-ins, uh, off in the outskirts of town and stuff, you know, like a private studio almost. So I hit social media really hard and I started really focusing on um, advertising through social media, trying to find people on Facebook, Instagram, and things like that. So uh, the more I did that, the more I worked out. And then uh, eventually my value, I felt like it exceeded the value of the business I was working for. So I took up where, uh, from where I was at. Uh, there was a lot of problems with how I was handling the money and stuff like that. So I just felt like I was paying into something that wasn't paying into me. So I wanted to, you know, like put my own feet down and just be a man and like represent myself through my own business, even if I have to take a cut in the pay again or whatever. So I did that and I started my own shop in September and everyone told me I wasn't gonna be able to do it and I did it and uh, now I'm booked until July it's only March or, or May sorry it's only May and we're booked until mid-July um, it's never been like that for me before a year ago I was wondering what I'm gonna do the next day so I'm really happy. I'm really, I'm really, really, really grateful, honestly, more than anything, that I just have the opportunity to uh, serve the community I work for, you know, to spread love and spread a mentality of, like, hard work pays off. And I think a lot of people can relate to starting from nothing and making something out of it. And that's what I'm kind of here to do. So that's kind of my story. I'm going to share the rest as we go. And as we develop here uh, in Mount Pleasant and create more beautiful tattoos and cover-ups and stuff like that. And I hope you join me along the way. And I'm going to share more of my story as we go. Appreciate you listening. And until uh, next time, Brand Briggs.